and welcome to Gavin with Gab Announcements, Happy Mother's Day edition. That's right folks, today is Mother's Day, so give your mother a big hug if she's there with you. Um, give her a phone call or a text. We love our moms. We appreciate you guys and all that you do. Um, you guys are awesome. Hi mom, I love you, you're the best. So we're gonna dive into some announcements. Announcement number one, get on ready for service. Yeah, so this is the time where you can gather your communion supplies, the bread and the juice, because we'll take that together, your Bible, maybe a notebook to take notes, get up your comfy pants on, whatever you need to do to get ready to get in the zone, go ahead and do that because um, it's going to be an awesome morning. And number two is don't forget to take advantage of this website that we're on right now. And so what that looks like is you can, you can donate, you can give on this site, you can request prayer on this site, you can chat it up in the chat um, on this site, you can um, press the little heart button when something happens that you like. Uh, you can sign up to serve on the site. There's so many cool things you can do, so definitely take advantage of that. Um, and then I'm going to pray, and we're going to kick off and and go ahead and do service, okay? All right, so let's let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for how deeply you love us, God. We We are just overwhelmed with your love for us and your care for us. And Father, we just praise you for, for all of the moms in our church family. We thank you for their hard work and for their love and care, God, that they reflect. Um, and, and Father, we pray for those who, um, who, have, who have lost a child, God, um, who have lost a mom and this day's hard. And Lord, we trust and we pray that, that they would find comfort and rest in you. Father, that, that they would know that they are not alone in the struggle and that you care for them and you love them, Father. We love you and we thank you so much and we're so excited to see what you do today in service. In your precious name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us on Gavin with Gav Announcements, Happy Mother's Day edition. To say that things are different now would be sort of redundant. Uh, but let me tell you uh, my story and how worship has changed for me. I like to get up early on Sunday morning and take a walk. I like to go out and enjoy God's nature and uh, allowing enough time to get back home to uh, take a shower, get cleaned up, get a little breakfast and uh, get dressed and find my easy chair right here in front of the TV. Well, I have to set up all my technology, uh, get it working so I can see Brian on the screen uh, at about 10 o'clock on Facebook. I look forward to that. And uh, 
while I'm getting all this technology set up, Shirley is preparing our elements for us for our communion time. It doesn't take long, but here are our elements. Saltine crackers and Diet Coke. Not the traditional ones, but they work. You know, and frankly, I've had a little bit of rough time with this transition. Because of the environment I'm in, I miss some things. And some of the things I miss is the worship center at Highland Park where I can sit and look up at that beautiful cross behind the baptistry. I miss you having communion with me. I miss passing the trays down the aisle and the little cups and the little pieces of bread. But that's all physical. I'm not sure why I miss it so much. I kind of needed a breakthrough, an attitude adjustment. And I guess the reason is I've done this for a long time. 40 years at Highland Park alone. So it's a little bit of change for me. But I had to ask myself, what's the problem? Where's your focus, Jerry? Finally, I learned uh, what I was doing wrong. It was not the environment. It was me. You know, but the good news is the Diet Coke and the saltine crackers worked. Or maybe it's God working on me. Finally, he got my attention and said, focus on the real meaning of these elements. And I did. The cracker reminded me of the body of Jesus Christ that did die on a cross for me. The Diet Coke reminded me of the blood of Jesus that was shed for me and my sins that washes me clean. You know, some things I like and don't like about this being quarantined, but what I do like is this living room. This living room has changed into a worship center for me. It's become very personal. As Shirley and I sit here together, just me and her and Jesus, it becomes very personal. I probably experienced Christ more personal than I ever have in a long time because it's just us and Jesus. Right now, I'd like to, to encourage you to go beyond the physical of the environment that you're in maybe in your living room or bedroom, wherever you are. I hope that you'll take those elements, whatever kind they are, and consider that the bread represents the body of Jesus Christ. And the juice, whatever you drink, represents the blood of Jesus Christ and how they bring salvation to us as Christians. Take some time to reflect on that.
Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Good to be with you. My name is Brian. I'm on staff at Highland Park. We've been in this series called Between Two Trees. I hope that you've noticed at least once that I have been preaching Between Two Trees. I'm pretty proud of that. That's the best decorating thing I've ever done. But in this series, we've talked about how in Genesis, there's the tree of life and it's good underneath the tree. And in Revelation, there's the tree of life and it's good underneath the tree. The problem is we live between those two trees and between those two trees, life is hard. But there's a secret to that, to living and surviving and even thriving between those two trees. And that has to do with clinging to the tree in which Jesus was crucified. That is our hope, and we cling to Jesus during these times. So today, because it's Mother's Day, because we want to look at especially the tree of life from Revelation 21 and 22, we're going to do something kind of fun. So I want to encourage you, grab your Bibles, Revelation 21 and 22. You'll want a pen and something to write on because we're gonna go super fast, fly through this sermon, but talk about seven really important characteristics of God, which are also seven really important characteristics of an incredible, perfect mom. So we wanna honor moms today, but we also, uh, really what we wanna do is point you to the perfect characteristics of God. So, what are those seven things? Well. I have them right here, and I want to tell you what they are. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, God is like a perfect parent, a perfect mom, in that he comforts. Revelation chapter 21, uh, verses 1 through 4. I want to just read that passage, but you go ahead and turn there. Think about how a mom comforts her children when something goes wrong. Mom comes and cares for them, and that's what the perfect ideal mom is doing. If they have a hurt knee or a hurt heart, they go to mom for comfort. So listen to Revelation 21 and 1 through 4, and it's okay to let your imagination just run wild here because these are spectacular descriptions of what is to come. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And catch this. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Oh, that is good news indeed. God, like a perfect mom, comforts. Secondly, God gives generously. I, I hope that maybe you've read the book and maybe seen the movie uh, there's a couple of them now. The, the most recent one is really great. But uh, the spectacular book and movie called Little Women. And for some of you, that may be your very favorite book that you've ever read. Uh, the, the movie, we watched the new one not long ago and we loved it. There's this incredible scene where uh, the mom of the family 
uh, comes home on Christmas morning. She's been somewhere and all the girls are around playing and having a good time uh, and just kind of being silly, doing plays. They were always doing plays and, and they're having fun. Mom comes home, it's Christmas morning. They sit down around the table. They're gonna have this great big Christmas feast together but there's this look on mom's face. Something's going on and the girls say, what's, what's going on, mom? And she tells them that she knows of a neighbor they have down the road who is very poor and has little kids who are sick and they can barely keep warm and they have no food on this day. And she tells the girls, would you, would you help me pack up the food and take it to them? Can we take what we were gonna celebrate and have together and take it and give it away? She doesn't tell them they have to, but she asks them if they would. And one of them looks at the other, their father is away at war, and they said, are we supposed to ask now, what would dad do? And the, the girls were kind of grumpy and kind of looking at each other, and then they said, yeah, let's do it. And then the next scene is them smiling and walking down the road to their neighbor's house. And when they show up at the neighbor's house, it's poverty beyond imagination, it's dirt, and and there's bare, just nothing there, and you can tell the kids are sick, and uh, everything is going wrong, and they unpack this wonderful meal, and they serve and take care of this family and play with the kids, and that begins uh, this, uh, the introduction for the girls to care for this other family. Moms are generous like that. Not only are they generous, but they get the whole family to be generous. Listen to what God says. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Our God is incredibly generous and he wants to give to you the best gift of eternal life. Number three, God brings justice. I bet this has happened a million times in different places around the world. A big brother has just shoved little brother into the bushes or down the stairs or into a table and little brother is wailing and crying and mom comes in and scoops up little brother and is trying to comfort little brother and mom knows that the big brother it's his fault and so mom's caring for little brother but then she glances up and looks at the older brother and what does she say she says something like i'll deal with you later Ugh. well god says to those who are working against him to those who are wicked and those who are evil and those who are torment, tormenting humanity, God says, I'll deal with you later. And as Christians, we should know that's a great relief because that means we don't have to deal with them. We don't have to seek vengeance and justice. We can trust that God will do that in his timing because God brings justice. And we get to be... Uh, at ease in life because he brings that and it also means that we want to be right with God because he brings that number four God's presence is enough you know the the Bible in Revelation here talks about how God is preparing preparing the gold streets and these gates made out of a single cut of pearl and this perfectly uh, shaped city Everything is thought out. I don't think there's going to be like dead ends or weird alleys or wonky intersections. Everything makes sense. It's all laid out just right. There's a beautiful river and trees and everything is incredible. But that's not the highlight of eternity. 
That's not the highlight of the new heaven and the new earth. God says this new heaven and new earth are coming. And, and, and it's going to be beyond our imagination. But that's not, the, that's not the greatest thing about it. The greatest thing is that God will be there and with us. Imagine how terrible it would be to sit down for a Mother's Day lunch and your mom is there and you say, Hey mom, it's good to be with you, but I sure wish these chairs were softer. That'd be a terrible way to start lunch. It should be enough that mom is there to celebrate her and it will be enough that God is there. His presence is enough for us. Number five, God is always thinking about his family. Verse 25 says, the glory and honor of the nations will be there. All who follow Jesus, the best of every tribe and tongue and nation, everyone will be there. You know, moms just want their kids to come home and visit and to call or to write a letter, to, but to be present with them. And if there's a big celebration, what mom wants most is for everyone to be together. Has anyone ever, or anyone noticed recently the, the geese in Tulsa right now, I'm assuming beyond Tulsa and other places, but all the geese have little babies following right after them. They're really cute, you know, swimming across the creek and they're really adorable. But there's, you gotta be a little careful because I've heard these bad stories about geese attacking joggers. And I always get nervous. Every time I run by a goose, I get nervous. And I always try to go as far away as I can, kind of weave around the trail. Uh, I don't, the, if just the other day I was running and this goose was here on the trail, so I went on the far side of the trail. And when I got about 10 feet away, the goose was like this. And it went and looked at me. And man, I, I jumped and I went way around because I've just heard those stories because the geese do not want you near their babies. And we've got it lucky in Tulsa, I guess, because we're dealing with mama geese. Some people, you know, like in Alaska, are dealing with mama bears, which would be even crazier. But there's this idea of the mama protecting. Not only does the mom want everyone to be present, but the mom is going to protect. And so the Bible says in verse 27, nothing impure will enter the city, nor anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful. That's not mean. That's loving and protective because God is always thinking about his family and you can be in God's forever family. He's thinking about you. He wants you to be with him and he will bring you in and protect you from those who want to drag you away from him. Number six, God heals. When you're sick, who do you go to? Most of you, unless your dad is like an amazing doctor or nurse, most of us go to mom. Mom can make it feel better. She just knows how. Do you remember the tree in Genesis, the first few chapters? There's tree of life, and then there's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God says, don't eat on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the one you should not eat from and stay away from that. But we have this other good tree right there in the garden. Fast forward all the way to Revelation 22, 2 through 3. We read about that tree of life again. Catch this. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. So this tree of life in Revelation brings healing, not just to one person, not just to one nation, but to everybody. And did you catch that next, that next sentence? 
it's, it's obviously drawing our attention all the way back to Genesis. There's no more curse. The curse is gone. The curse that we saw from Genesis, it's erased. No more. No longer will we want to flirt with death. No longer will we be united with sin. But God calls us to be united with him now and perfectly so in the life to come. God, just like a perfect mom, heals. And number seven, God keeps inviting. In 2016, a grandma by the name of Wanda Dench uh, wanted to give her grandkids a heads up about what was coming for Thanksgiving. So she sent out a text message to her grandkids inviting them, telling them what time to show up for Thanksgiving dinner. However, she put in the wrong number to one of her grandsons and instead the invite went to a 17-year-old high school kid named Jamal Hinton. And Jamal did not have other big Thanksgiving plans. And he responded and, and they realized that she had invited the wrong person, but he said, could I still come? And, and Wanda said this, of course you can. That's what grandmas do. We feed people. And he showed up. And he showed up for Thanksgiving every year since. Isn't that awesome? Moms invite people. Moms make their family bigger than others might imagine. They invite more people into their home, more people around the table, more people into their lives. And God is in the business of inviting. He closes out the Bible by saying, come. Whoever's thirsty, come. Whoever needs a drink of the water of life, come. So if you are thirsty, if you need to drink from the water of life, if you need something that will actually quench your soul, listen to the words of Jesus, come, come. And we wanna invite you right now to come. There's a, a, a button that's gonna pop up if you're watching live uh, that's just gonna invite you that if you wanna follow Jesus, just click that and somebody will be glad to be talking to you and visiting with you about what does it mean to follow Jesus and to be baptized and to give my life to him. And I want my sins forgiven and to have God living with me. How can I do that? Come, click that button and come. If you're watching this sometime later, uh, there's a button where you can request prayer and uh, you can send that to us. We'd be glad to pray with you and talk with you about what it means to come. We don't want you to miss out on the great meal, the great life, the life with God that is good enough and great enough to sustain us now, but will be perfect in the life to come. We want you to come. We want you to experience God's goodness with us. Let me pray for us. God, for anybody who has not come, I pray that this moment would be their moment to say that they want to follow you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.
got word that our good friends, uh, Vivert Neelam Lal in India, uh, and their ministry are doing an amazing work right now. They are spending extra time taking care of the many needs that they have in their country. I don't know if you've read a lot about what's happening with India during this pandemic, um, but uh, there has been significant challenges uh, meeting hunger needs for many people who have uh, lost work and had to travel back somewhere. And so they've actually set up places just to feed people who would otherwise be without food. We've been partnering with Ververt Neelam for a long time. They are church planners at heart and have planted um, over uh, 75 churches. And those churches have made disciples all over uh, the middle part of India. India has one-seventh of the world's population. We care about India a lot, and we want to pray for it. And so today, uh, if you would like to give, we invite you to do so. There's a donate button if you're watching with us live on Sunday morning, uh, or if you're watching later, there's a give button. You can see all of that at hptulsa.com. And you can give online. You can set up a reoccurring gift. That really is a great blessing to the church. Uh, there's a way to text uh, give. Uh, there'll be a slide up for that. And you can also just do the old-fashioned thing and write a check to the church. All those are different ways to give. But thank you for any gift that you give. Thank you for partnering with us and for praying with us as we meet needs not only in Tulsa, but all the way around the world in places like India. Uh, let's pray for the giving time. Lord, uh, we ask that you take what we are giving in these moments and that you would bless it and multiply it to meet more needs than we could ever imagine on our own. So thank you for uh, the opportunity to give to things that are significant and of eternal value. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today, church. It's been awesome to come together as Highland Park Christian Church to be able to worship together, grow together, be with one another, and pray for one another. Here in just a little bit, we're going to be having the HP Kids video. So parents, gather up your kids, bring them in to watch. And in fact, we'll all watch together. It's okay if you don't have kids or they've grown up. You can watch with us too. Also, this week, we're going to be doing something special. Every day, we're going to be posting a different meditative thought based on the seven qualities of God. You'll find those on Facebook or Instagram. And if you don't have social media, that's okay. We'll also put it at hbtulsa.com. Just look for the big graphic that says seven qualities of God. We'll stay here for the next several minutes if you, in case you want to chat or if you want prayer. And also, as we close this service, let's just take this moment to listen to these words that describe what's to come. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, or sorrow, or crying, or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. 
And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Let anyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy My name is Mr. Mike, and I've got some good news from God. God's good news from the garden. I'm out here in my backyard. This is my garden, and I've got something to share with you. Do you know what this is? If you said a pine cone, you're right. It's a pine cone. Pine cones come off a pine tree. I have a lot of these in my yard because I have a bunch of pine trees. Can you, can you see? I love pine trees. I like the way they look. They stay green all year long and they make the prettiest sound when the wind blows through them. But they do have a lot of pine cones. Do you know what the purpose of a pine cone is? Well, this is where big pine trees come from. But if you were to put one of these in the ground, just like this, you wouldn't get a pine tree out of it because the seeds of the pine tree are inside the pine cone. So when these fall from the tree, the seeds come out and get scattered the ground and then they get planted in the soil and that's how a pine tree grows. If you were to ask this little pine cone, what are you going to be someday? What are you going to do? And if you told them someday you're going to be a big tall pine tree, this little pine cone might say, I don't know, I don't look anything like a pine tree hard and got little points on it not very big 
I don't see how in the world I could become a pine tree. But he said, the secret is inside of you. That's where the pine tree comes from. That's kind of like that with God and us. Sometimes God says to us, I want you to do some really great things. And we look at ourselves and think, I, me? I'm not very important. I'm not very big. I'm not very smart or talented. How could I be that? How could I be something like that for God? And God says, the secret is not you, what we see. It's what's inside you. God knows what's inside you. Things like goodness and love and happiness and sharing the good news of Jesus. That comes from inside. So when we let what's inside of us come out and spread to all the world, that's where we become great in the eyes of God. So think about that as you go through life. And if you think God's telling you to do something, listen to that because he knows what's in your heart and he knows what's inside of you and he knows what you'll become. There was a man in the Bible named Gideon. Gideon didn't think that he could do very much. God told him that he was going to be a mighty warrior and that he was going to do great things and God was going to use him. God knew what was inside of Gideon. He knew that he could do great things. So let's listen to the story of Gideon. Thanks for listening today for Good News from God in the Garden. Here's what God was up to in today's true Bible story. God's people, the Israelites, weren't obeying God. So God let some enemies, the Midianites, treat the Israelites in a mean way. God let the Midianites take the Israelites' food and crops and resources. With the Midianites taking all their food, the Israelites must have gotten hungry. When the Israelites got really hungry, they asked God for help. So God picked someone to help them. He chose Gideon, an Israelite. Judges 6.11 says that Gideon was hiding away food from the Midianites. He was scared. But God's angel appears to him and calls him a mighty hero. Why do you think the angel called Gideon a mighty hero? God sees the best in us. Even though Gideon was scared, hiding his food from the Midianites instead of fighting against them, God saw that he had what it took to be a hero. Gideon didn't feel like a mighty hero. He even says that his family is weak, and he is the most weak and unimportant in his family. Why do you think Gideon felt so weak and unimportant? The angel called Gideon a mighty hero, but Gideon might have called himself least important. God sees the best in us. Sometimes we're like Gideon. We see the worst in ourselves. We might think we're not strong enough, not important enough, not big enough, not smart enough. But God sees who we really are, and he knows we can do amazing things for him. He called on Gideon to rescue Israel, even when Gideon felt weak. Even though God saw the best in Gideon, Gideon still wasn't sure he could succeed. 
he asked for a sign from God. Gideon would put a piece of fleece on the threshing floor overnight. If it was wet in the morning, but the ground was dry, that would be a sign that God was really going to use him. Sure enough, the fleece was wet in the morning, but the ground was dry. Our mighty hero, Gideon, still wasn't sure he could rescue Israel, so he asked for the opposite sign. This time, he wanted the fleece to be dry, but the ground to be wet. God sees the best in us, and he wanted Gideon to see the best in himself, so he gave Gideon the sign. Then Gideon was finally ready to battle the Midianites. Gideon gathered a big army of 32,000 men to fight the Midianites. God thought Gideon's army was too big, because if the Israelites won the battle, they would boast that they won by their own strength. So God told Gideon to send home anyone who felt afraid or didn't want to go to battle, and 22,000 of the men went home. The Midianite army was much bigger, but even then, God didn't think Gideon needed so many men. He had Gideon send more men home based on how they drank water from a stream. When those men went home, Gideon's army was down to just 300 men. In Judges 7, 15 through 18, it says that God told Gideon to instruct the army to only carry trumpets and horns when they got to the edge of the Midianite camp. They were to blow their trumpets and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. God sees the best in us, and he gave Gideon courage, and Gideon became a great leader of the Israelite army. Let's see how that battle played out. In Judges 7, 21-22, it says, While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the three hundred trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth Shittah, toward Zerah, as far as the border of Abel, Mahola, near Tabath. With God's strength and a very small army, Gideon was able to defeat the Midianites. God sent the Midianites into a panic, and they ran away. But God used Gideon to make it happen. God sees the best in us, and he saw that Gideon was right for the job. Hey kiddos, I hope you enjoyed our story of Gideon, and I hope you remember that um, God always sees the best in you, even when you don't see it in yourself, and maybe you don't see it right now, but God always has, and he always will see the best in you. You are made for a purpose. You are made to do great things for the kingdom, and God knows that. So keep listening to him and keep obeying him, and you're going to do great things for this kingdom. I hope you have a great week. Okay, so now here's the thing, guys. Some of you might have your parents or grandparents um, sitting with you watching this right now. That's awesome. What I need you to do is I need you to kick your moms and your aunts and your grandmas out of the room, okay? They need to go away. Shoo, shoo, okay? So you just, you tell them, go, go, go do something else for a second because I need to talk, I need to talk to you kids, okay? You talk to you kids. Okay, I'll give you a second. Alright, are they gone? Is it just us? I have a special assignment for you. Are you ready to hear it? 
today is Mother's Day. And I know you guys love those women in your life a whole lot. So here's what I need you to do. Get out your craft supplies, go make some cards, go make some posters, go write down why you love your moms and grandmas and aunts so, so much. Go write what you love about them and go create something really special for her because I can guarantee you she's gonna like that more than any other kind of present you could get her. Okay? All right, so now that's your special assignment. I need you to do that today. Do you think you can do that for me? All right. I am so excited to see those pictures and to see videos of you guys doing church and making those Mother's Day cards. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye.